filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the filibuster freestyle. It is 2018. Happy New Year. It's your buddy Gavin. Really excited to be back. We are very close to celebrating the third anniversary of the filibuster freestyle, which will be right around, I think, January 28th-ish. Started this bad boy in a hotel room in Miami, Florida in 2015 in the late month or the late in the month of January. Anyway, filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can find us on the web. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a positive review. If you don't have the, uh, the niceness in your soul to leave us a positive review, then just keep not leaving us reviews because we don't need any more bad ones. We've got some good ones on there. Anyway, really quickly, Dan Ruddle coming up. You guys know Dan Ruddle as the guy who likes to text Dan O'Brien and I during Winewall and Dragons Game of Thrones episodes. He's also one of the biggest football experts, well, pretty much that I know. He's also a big Eagles fan. So we're going to meld uh, Winewall and Dragons, a.k.a. Game of Thrones, with the NFL, and we're going to, in a few minutes, pick or assign Game of Thrones characters to the 12 teams in this year's NFL playoffs. But first, couple housekeeping items. Number one, places listening. This past week, from Christmas to New Year's, the city of Des Moines, Iowa. Wowzers. You guys were all over it. Big time respect. Congrats on winning your first ever listening city of the week. Number two, our good friends in Ashburn, Virginia. Number three, first time ever in the top five, Athens, Greece, the birthplace of democracy. Hello. Um, Mountain View, California, which has been steady. And then a newcomer in terms of the top ratings, Middletown, Rhode Island. I believe it's my cousin James and or his wife Jenny. Either way, shout out to those guys. Another place that was new this week is A Coruña, Spain, which is a beautiful port city on the coast of northwestern Spain. Uh, bienvenidos and muchas gracias for listening. Uh, Greece, as I mentioned, the UK, Germany, Spain, France, Ireland all checked in this past week. Also some more far-flung places, the Ukraine, Kuwait, Lebanon, Lebanon, excuse me. Lebanon's a town in New Hampshire, near Hanover. Lebanon, Lebanon is the country um, in the Middle East on the Mediterranean Sea. The United Arab Emirates are back. Sri Lanka checks in. Saudi Arabia checks in. Our friends in the Philippines check in. And, of course, our great neighbors to the north here, the North American continent, Canada, checked in as well. So thanks to everybody for listening. All right. Coming up next, our buddy Dan Ruddle, filibuster freestyle. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, the 2017 champion of the Filibuster Freestyle Football League, Dan Ruddle, joins us from snowy Philadelphia. Happy New Year, Dan. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, thank you for the accolades on the fantasy win. Um, the fantasy gods were not as kind to me in this year's league, but uh, it was a good year overall. I did win one championship, so I uh, salvaged a little pride for myself. But uh, yeah. yeah, Happy New Year. It is freezing up here, and apparently it's uh, uncharacteristically freezing for you down there. Yeah, too. we're below we're below freezing. <laughs> we're, we're in the 20s here in Charlotte, North Carolina, which the locals especially aren't fans of. And frankly, I'm not either, but... I did spend New Year's in Boston where it was single digits, so I'm actually, Oy. for me, it's relatively decent. Um, 
So really quickly, I'm going to forget Dan O'Brien of Winewall and Dragons fame, also the husband of the great Dara Ritchie O'Brien of uh, uh, Southern Charm analysis fame. He is our 2007, I guess 18, if you will, winner of the Federal Bobs for Free South Fantasy Football League. Begrudgingly, I will congratulate him, and I will actually truly congratulate him. His team was a buzzsaw coming down the stretch. Good for they you, Dan O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations to Paul's dad. But, you know, I, I, I do think it bears mentioning that he definitely got his in uh, the, the league that he's in with uh, your cousin Mike. And uh, I talked to him the day that uh, he, he took his punishment, and he sounded pretty bad. So uh, the, the fantasy gods go both ways, I suppose. Yeah. Congratulations and, and, nonetheless, Dan. And I don't know if it kept you out of the playoffs or not, but you and I, our, our team is tied and I believe, week one or two. Week one. Yeah, and, and we had played you know, a very hard-fought final last year. And so to kind of turn it right back around and play you again and not either beat you or lose to you was probably a sign to me that I was once again going to have the number one record in the regular season, this time not in outright wins but on points, and then yeah. losing to the eventual champion once again, a guy named Dan. Gosh darn it. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, we were both losers. Both, both I, losers. I, I, I must use this opportunity to complain a little bit about ESPN using uh, non-fractional scoring as their default setting for leagues. I think that is completely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there's any way to make fantasy football unfun, it's to allow for ties. Um, you, you know, you, you know my feelings on soccer, Gavin, and uh, right. allowing for ties. Well, there's a place. Exactly there's a place for ties. Yeah, yeah. There's a, the place for ties is called soccer, and that's the only place yeah. where it's okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. So listen, and nobody wants to hear us talk about fantasy football anymore. But we're going to talk about real football, okay? Still, yeah. So real football, and this is funny because this is a, not funny, but this is a, a tradition for you and I. Is this is the third year in a row you and I have taken the NFL playoff teams and found a way to equate them to television or movie characters of some kind. Last year we did Star Wars characters. The year before we did Always Sunny characters. I would yeah. encourage fans to look for those on our SoundCloud page or at filibusterfreestyle.com in our past episode section. This year, the finer podcasting you will not find out there in the world of, uh, of podcasting. Don't, you're darn right. You're darn right. So anyway, this year we decided, you know, what the only thing that's bigger than the NFL right now is probably in terms of viewership, it's probably Game of Thrones. And, in fact, Game of Thrones is the only entity out there that when I post its name in the title of a podcast, SoundCloud blocks it. So I'm not even sure what I'm going to call this thing yet. I'll bet you if you tried to post NFL in the name of the podcast, you might get a little pushback. But I might. Uh, so I'm going to try to, I'm gonna try to do both. That. We're going to try to do both, Dan. <laughs> Wine Wall and Dragons uh, themed podcast for, for, for football. For, for football Americano del Profesional, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, buddy. So I'm not really sure how we're going to do this, but we've got, we've got a, a, an either a, a character from Game of Thrones, a house from Game of Thrones, or potentially an area for Game of Thrones for each of the 12 yeah. teams in the playoffs. Um, you know what? I'm going to give you dealer's choice. I'm going to give you host rights. Start, start us off with either your favorite – not favorite, but start off with the, the team slash character from Game of Thrones you want to talk about first. Well, I suppose it would be anticlimactic to start with the Patriots or my team, the Eagles, so I won't do that. Okay. Um, you know, why don't I why don't I start out with the sixth seed in the AFC? Um, I equated the Buffalo Bills with the Wildlings. 
Oh, okay. They had to scrap, they had to fight, they had to claw their way through, bite balls, pull hair, scratch eyes and whatnot. Yeah. And they were left for dead north of the wall and marginalized by everyone. But, you know, everybody in the NFL was like, oh, well, the, the Bills aren't going to do squat this year. I mean, even their coach benched Tyrod Taylor for a game yep. this year in, in favor of Nathan Peterman. Um, probably worst mistake in coaching in the NFL this season. Uh, I'd have to go back and do a deep audit of that. But I'll be honest, I would I would not be surprised at all to see them play uh, the Patriots for the AFC. I just you watch them; they're tough, they're scrappy. People people doubt them. You know, they're Lashawn McCoy is nasty. Um, and, and looking at the rest of the field in uh, in the AFC, yep. you know, the three, four, and five seed, I can totally see them beating any one of those teams. Sure. Whether they play, well, they will play them away from home. But uh, you know, I, I could even see them beating the Steelers under the right circumstances. But you know, so, right. so I, I've got the Bills as the Wildlings. Not sure where you went with that. Okay, but, well, uh, I, I like where you were going, and I actually hit on a couple things that you hit on. But I chose Theon Greyjoy for the Bills. Mm. They've had an unredeemingly bad run until they made the playoffs. They had the longest drought in North American <laughs> professional sports. Okay, seventeen years was it? Yeah, something like that. They sold out their own family, aka by playing games in Toronto for a while under old ownership. Just like Theon, not only sold out the Starks who adopted his family, but remember, yeah, remember choice. when he jumped off his uh, his uncle's boat when his sister and you know his sister's boat when his uncle had you know mutinied and got not mutiny but crashed in the boat. So basically, yeah. Urine Greyjoy kidnaps Yara Greyjoy and Theon Greyjoy's overboard, abandoning his fan base again like that. Not yeah. not unlike your boy McDermott abandoning Tyrod Taylor for a week for no reason at all for Peterman. So, yeah. but to your point, nobody thinks they still belong alive, but they are. And they recently came through in their darkest hour. Yeah. And to your point, they got a chance, just like Theon does. And, and, I'm, and I'm happy for them. You know, after such an extraordinarily lack of success for so long. Sure. You know, you, you catch a bad break being in the same division as the Patriots. But, God, wouldn't you think they'd sneak in as a wild card once or twice at least in, in 17 no. years? I mean, that's that, that's some pretty crummy circumstances to say. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, is the Patriots aren't even their problem. The fact of the matter is they couldn't even finish ahead of the Dolphins or the Jets most years. That's tough. Yeah. Um, let's just stick with six seeds. How about the Atlanta Falcons? Last year's NFC champs, uh, they're the sixth seed in the NFC. They, they didn't sneak in, but they certainly didn't dominate their way in. So who do you got for them? I've got them as Oberon Martell. Ooh, okay, I've got him for somebody else, but let's hear it. Um, and the reason I say that is they've got they're very flashy. Yeah, they're very quick. They got a lot of finesse. Um, you know, they, they certainly have the skills. But I think that when the cards are down on the table, they will succumb to brute force. Um, yeah. Hopefully, no one will have their skull pulverized on the <laughs> football field, um, literally. Anyway, um, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of the direction I went there with the Falcons. Nice, nice. Um, I'm very curious to hear who you have as uh, the over at Martell, but uh, tell me who you got for the Falcons uh, in your seating there, Gav. Yeah, so I went with Brand Stark, Three Eyed Raven, because Brand Stark, huh? Because they have all the tools to absolutely destroy anybody they come across. But they seem to be missing the ability to harness their powers with consistency. Mm, mm, mm. 
You know, like Brand's supposed to know everything and be everything and do everything, and yet he's always a de- step late, a dollar short for really yeah. important crap. Like, oh, my fake brother and his real aunt are about to do it on a boat. You know, like yeah. we have to tell them way to put it together now to help a Sam Tarly hotshot. You know, so and it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like the the Falcons beating the Patriots' brains in last year should have beaten so many teams they lost to this year. Found a way to get it in the playoffs, and they're very scary if they put it all together. But they just aren't doing what I think they should be doing on paper, like Brandon Stark. Yeah, I, I think you see a lot of the effects of Kyle Shanahan not being there. Totally, I think that's kind of the when all other things are equal and you see them struggling when last year they were a juggernaut, I yeah. think you can look at you know, the fact that he was the OC last year calling the plays. You know, yeah, they have the same pieces there, but, you know. Yeah, different leadership, different, football, different play, yeah, not, right. yeah. So, I mean, for God's sake, they lost to Miami at home, and Miami's a complete joke. Well, we, I don't know if we'll touch on Miami or not, but we might. But I'll just say this now. Miami has a couple of really interesting wins and a couple of – I mean, we're not going to talk about Miami for more than this time we have, but they have a couple right. of wins against decent teams. And then it's like, but where, why don't you show – Patriots up? one of them. Yeah, right. You'll probably get to that with your, with your worst losses, <laughs> right? Um, all right, well, let's do – let's do – well, let's not do worst losses for everybody, but let's work it in. Um <laughs> But you mentioned probably a really bad loss for the Falcons, which is, which is the Dolphins, at home. Hmm. Uh, five seeds. We got the Tennessee Titans. Who you got there? Ooh. The Titans I have is Sansa Stark. Ooh, okay. I got her somewhere else, too. That's good. Mostly unlikable. They need a warm body. She's kind of, they're kind of forgettable. Um, they're very, I, I just, they're a hideous team in a hideous division. I think that was my exact take from last year, but I, my opinion of them has not changed. Marcus Mariota stinks. Yes. They can't decide who their lead running back is between Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray. And, you know, their receiving core, I mean, they got, who's the, who's the rookie wide receiver? Corey? Coleman? I don't even know. Is it Corey Coleman? Immensely talented guy that they couldn't get the ball to this year. Yeah. And, you know, you just look at them and they, you know, they, you need six teams to be in the playoffs. And, you know, I, I would take the Bills over them any day of the week in these playoffs. I would pick the Bills over them. I think they stink, and I don't like them. And much to the point of why I picked them, I don't particularly like Sansa Stark. There's a good portion of the series of Game of Thrones where she is just kind of there. Yeah. Um, and so that's my, my take on the Titans. Um, you can feel free to disagree with me. But, again, I'm talking about the stinky AFC South, and uh, yeah. that's what I think. Oh, I don't disagree with you, but I decide you – know, I, I happen to go with the Sand Snakes of Dorn, and I'll include their mother in that. Yeah, and here's why. Hmm. I want to be interested in them. I want their story to become interesting. But in the end, they appear to just be fodder for mainstream characters. Like – they're not yeah. interesting. There, there's some things there that you want to see work there, but yeah. to your but to your point, they can't decide on the running back. They can't get the ball to the receiver. Their highly touted, you know, Heisman caliber quarterback from Oregon is actually not translating well to the pro game. They're playing a cool city, a fun city, a good place to go see a game. But I just don't give a crap. Just like yeah. I thought, Dorn would be cool, and those. To be frank, smoking hot sand snakes would be really fun because in the books they were cool, but in the show yeah. they were crap. They were crap, and no one cared. And, and, and kind of piggybacking on that point, like think of the series. 
you know, they, they show uh, the, the daughter Sand Snake getting fed poison in what episode one or two. Yeah, and they never go back to it, and you don't really bat an eye at it. It's like I don't. Right, okay, no one cares. That sucks, but I don't really care. Right, no one cares. Right. And l- let me let me backtrack on something. I don't think Marcus Mariota stinks. I don't think he's been put in a position to succeed this year. That, that's what I should say about him. I think. Well, either way, the Sand Snakes were not put in a position to succeed this year either. <laughs> All right. Well, the good news is we're working through some of the bad teams, but there's there's more good teams in the NFC for sure. So, the, and I'm not saying this next team is them, but this this is the team of the city that I'm living in right now, Carolina Panthers. Um, this team is finally, in my mind, good enough to hear about a worst loss too. What's their worst loss this year? Oh, it's it's got to be at the Bears. Oh wow, the, you're right. The, the week after they lost to the Eagles on Thursday night. Which was a great game that I was at, by the way. Which was a fantastic game and was the moment at which, obviously before everything came crashing to earth a couple (laughs) weeks ago, um, but it was the moment when I watched the Eagles and was like, this is a very good football. Yeah. But after losing to them, you're going to the Bears. You have an extended period of time. You have a mini bye week. Yeah, you have 10 days. go play the Bears. You have 10 days to prepare for them, and they come out flat. And they lost to them pretty convincingly, too. I mean, Paul, you Well, you know what it was, Dan? And I don't remember the score, but you can look it up. But that was when people still thought that Mitch Trubisky was going to be the answer, like, this year. And he obviously was very limited this year, and we'll see how that translates. But to your point, if Carolina wins that game, if Carolina wins that game, they win the NFC South, and they get a bye. Sorry, not a bye, but they get a home game. Yep. So they they lose a stinker. Okay, Dude, they didn't put up a touchdown. They lost seventeen three. Yeah, that was when Cam was still working his way oh, back a little, but that's still bad. Um, yeah. Who do you have them as as a character? I have them as Stannis Baratheon and his army. Ooh, I like that. Um, potentially lethal. Um, yeah. Questionable leadership, um, i.e., you know, kind of drawing the parallel between Stannis and Cam. Yeah. You know, I think I think Cam has a version of Melisandre in his head that says, "No, Cam, you can throw in the triple cover instead of using <laughs> your legs to run for first downs on everybody." Yeah. And it, you know, he could come out and play great, or his boneheadedness can draw him into peril, just like it did with Stannis. And that's, you know. Cam Cam's the wild card. Their running game is also kind of a mess. Jonathan Stewart is a hundred years old, and they still—I don't think they have figured out exactly what to do with McCaffrey. Um, no, they've gotten they better, but I agree. Uh, they, they go as Luke Keekley's health and ability goes, to be honest, because mm. yeah. their defense is nasty. They're nasty, and if Cam doesn't give the game away, they're very nasty. And he's yeah. not in. Their defense isn't nasty. Um, Really good take by you. I was trying to find a place for Stannis, and that's as good as any. I was actually struggling with which way to go with the Panthers, which is probably why they're the five seed instead of like a two seed. But uh-huh. I, here's what I wrote, and it doesn't really bear any explanation. I'm just going to read it straight out. Sam and Gilly question mark, meaning boring but potentially important. Hodor, <laughs> one-dimensional but effective. Gendry, forgotten but possibly a baller. Dario Naharis, flashy, yes, important two years ago, definitely important now, remains to be seen. Yeah. That's what I, I I like the Gendry take. I had completely, Gendry had completely slipped under my radar for, yeah. for any of these teams. And given the chance to reshuffle, I might rethink that. But good on you for that. Yeah. So, but I really couldn't pin anybody. So, anyway, all right, let's go to, uh, we'll go back to the AFC. 
The Chiefs. Well, no, sorry, the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars, AFC South. to the three seed. Oh, my bad. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, okay. Okay. Okay, so you want the Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I have them as Torment. Torment? Uh, the Red. Yeah. Nice. Capable of very good things, but you know at some point the axe is going to fall on them. I just, they were, they were too streaky. I don't think Alex Smith... You know, if you have Eric Berry and you have some of those key cogs that they're missing on defense, I yeah. think they're good enough defensively to to make up for some of that. But Alex Smith in key situations, I mean, you had that stretch of the season during the middle of the season when they just were they were horrible. I mean, they for God's sake, they lost to the Giants yeah. twelve to nine. Yeah, they lost to the Jets. I think those might have been in consecutive weeks or a couple weeks apart. I mean, they just bad losses. You know, and, and some good yeah. wins, some good wins, and some really bad losses. Yeah, and I like them. I like Andy Reid. I root for them. But, you know, just like I know Torment is not long for the world and, or, and for the realm in Game of Thrones, I don't think the Chiefs are, are, are going to be around for a whole lot longer in the, in the playoff picture. Okay. I, 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 good assessment again. I went with Cersei Lannister here. And hmm. I, not, not from a personality standpoint, but more from the following – Okay. You know, one day it seems like they're geniuses in control of everything. The next week they seem doomed beyond all repair. They, you know, they can't quite figure out what role they're going to play at the end of this narrative. But I'm getting the feeling that they're going to be central to the story, but probably not as like the winner. Mm. Um, your take's probably hotter on that than mine, but I, I just wanted to work Cersei in there, and I just feel like she her swings from like definite peril, shame walks, you know, whatever, against three dragons, and she always finds a way to kind of come back and tease you with, oh, crap, she's the upper hand. Yep. And the Chiefs, I mean, I saw the Chiefs play opening night. I'm like, that's the best football team in the world. Yep. And then that's the same team that lost to the Giants 12-9. to nine. Yep. What, you know? Yeah. And like you're right, Eric Berry was there that night against the Patriots, shut down Gronk, hurt himself yep. towards the end of the game. Well, he can't yep. shut down Gronk if they play. Now they might still win nope. the game, but uh, he won't help them. So you're, you're, you're doing your football karma thing. There. There's no way the Chiefs go into Foxborough. I'll say it as an objective viewer. There you go. Well, that's appreciated by all of us. Um, so here's the team we're both objective about. At least, um, actually, that's a lie based on a couple weeks ago. The Rams of Los Angeles, <clears throat> who really, really munsoned what was shaping up to be. An incredible a Carson Wentz-led playoff run. Uh, the Eagles could still have a run. They're playing at home if they keep winning. But, of course, and we'll get into them later, the Rams wound up hurting Carson Wentz on a touchdown run, which I think was called back. It's even more BS. Yeah, holding on Lane Johnson. Yeah, but but who who's the Rams' worst loss of the year? The Rams' worst loss of the year? I you know, looking at it, I didn't really have one, but except the Redskins. Because, I mean, the that's Redskins a, a stink, but there are times that they are really, really good. And they look, and, you know, Kirk Cousins is, I think the ship has sailed, or at least at this point it should have sailed to anybody who watches football. That Kirk Cousins is not just a decent quarterback. He is a very good quarterback. He is going to get paid. He is going to go somewhere and make a lot of money and is going to have a chance to really be a star in the league. I mean... The, the Redskins organization is a terrible organization. True. Um, and, you know, I, so I guess I have that as their worst loss. I mean, the Eagles, 
the loss of the Eagles, I don't put that on them because, you know, I you can feel free to get, disagree with me. But with Carson Wentz, the Eagles were easily the best team in the NFC. I, you can dis- oh, no question you, you about can it. disagree with me if you want, but no. and they they hung with them, you know. But I, I don't, you know. So, so yeah, if you're looking for their worst loss, it would have to be against Washington because they blow. But I, I, I think th- th- there are flashes of greatness with Washington. Okay, they can be very. So the Rams good. are still. You're saying the Rams are solid overall. So who you got? The Rams are solid. Who you got for I, their their character? <laughs> I think that, what, I'm sorry? Who do you have for their character? I have Mazaria Stark. Holy cow, me too! You do? Yeah, okay. we got a ding, ding, um, ding winner! Nice. Winner, winner, chicken What do dinner, you got? Baby. Go for it. Uh, well, like I said, I have Mazaria Stark. Um, lots of talent. Yep. Loaded with talent. Yep. can do most anything. Yep. Um, I think except be the absolute main hero of the dance. Um. And my reasoning behind that is I'm not convinced on Jared Goff. Sure. Um, I, I think Jared Goff is a fine quarterback. Um, I would rather have him right now than Nick Foles, no question about it. Sure. But I don't think that he is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. You know, he's a one-two read and letter rip, you know, quarterback who's sure. played in nothing but nice weather and domes. Right. You put him outside in in Philadelphia in the middle of January. And it's could be different. fifteen degrees out. I, you know, that that that, that could be a very different picture. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, you, you, Todd Gurley, my, my goodness, that like two thousand more than two thousand scrimmage yards. What do you have? Eighteen touchdowns? Yeah. Is that the most since? No, I guess. Uh, I think he had nineteen actually. But please tell him for someone had like twenty five. But the, right? he he had at least like six more than anybody else in the league rushing. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I had Aria, too. Same deal. I mean, I basically said all the tools to be deadly assassins, very young, may not be ready to defeat everybody. So right. I'm yeah. with you. Hey, really quickly, I'm looking at Twitter right now, and the, the Toucher and Rich Radio Show's Twitter feed has breaking news that ESPN is about to drop a bombshell article that alleges a rift has grown so big between Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Crafts that this may be their last year together. Also, that Brady asked for Garoppolo trade. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Reading it on my phone right now. You can't see. What show is that? Toucher and Rich uh, on, on 98.5 The Sports. sports yeah, 98.5 The Sports Hub. It's the morning, the morning guys are phenomenal. And uh, that's a scoop. And Holy hell. That's a scoop. Wow. So anyway, we'll get back to the Patriots um, in a minute, but that's, that's jaw-dropping. Uh, uh, yeah. Jaw-dropping. I Let's push pause so we can read that and come back with some hot takes. Nah, nah we'll be Just all right. Kidding. We'll be all nah, right. Nah, so, so all right. Well, anyway, let's keep mo- let's keep moving though. Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the number three seed in the AFC. Yeah, the Jags I have is Woo Woo and the Giant. <laughs> I love it. Dan O'Brien's Stunt every character. Defense. Fournette could probably bench press the whole team, um, but could very well be exposed and die when a smarter, more wily, more veteran opponent meets them. Wow. Um, yeah, and Blake Bortles is terrible. Yeah. Um, what was the what was the quote that their coach had at the beginning of the year? That he literally wanted Blake Bortles throwing the ball as infrequently as possible. Not exactly a stamp of approval, right? No, no. Oh, he's he's a dreadful quarterback. Um but goodness gracious, I mean, Leonard Fournette is a monster, and their defense is really, really good. 
Um, then again, they did lose to San Francisco. <laughs> Jimmy G. Yeah, but Jimmy G. is a stud, and apparently Tom Brady was feeling the footsteps, and everybody in New England is actually trying to have their cake and eat it too, and is kind of pissed that Jimmy's gone. Um, well, anyway, well, I was way, I don't know if I was way I off. I going to fall in the, in the favor of the poor, downtrodden New England sports fan, Gavin. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not going to get a lot of sympathy from fair. you. Um, I went in a totally different direction with the Jaguars. I said Braun. And I said because they find a way to get it done via only having one or two really strong skills, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I would never be surprised if Braun dies, but I'm also never surprised that he survives. Yeah. I feel very similar uh, with the Jaguars. Like I get why they're good. I get what they're good at. I'm not shocked that they were able to crank out an AFC South championship, but I also wouldn't have been shocked if they didn't, and I won't be shocked if they suck in the playoffs. You know, won't be shocked if they win a couple games in the playoffs. No, neither will I. Um, yeah, man. Okay, cool. Well, let's creep into this New Orleans Saints action. Yes. We got. You want me to go first? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. I have them as the Knights of the Vale. Ooh, Knights of the Vale. Elegant, Ooh. dignified, and absolutely lethal. Can hang thirty-five plus on you in a half of football. Yeah, you'll thank them for it. <laughs> um, so many. I mean, think about this. I mean, the, the two-headed monster of Kamara and Mark Ingram. Yep. Oh, and if that's not working, you still have Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and everybody in their receiving. Oh, it's a great they, team. They, offensively, they are they are nasty and. You know, going into the season, everybody thought they were going to stink again on defense, and they've been really, really solid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, Drew Brees at least presents as one of the more likable people in, uh, totally. uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the league. And, you know, to, to that point, drawing the parallel, I mean, who's been a bigger hero in the tale of Game of Thrones than the Knights of the Vale? Coming to rescue Jon Snow and his army when it looked like they were about to get slaughtered by Ramsey Stone. It was Grim as Grim. Bolton, rather. Yeah, right. Ramsey, I'm uh, so. sorry, Grim as Grim gets. That's great. You, you did great, great prep work tonight, Dan. I, I Thanks, buddy. went in a different direction. Um, similar reasoning, though, uh, make, my, make, make my case. I said Jamie Lannister. And, mm. and it's because clearly before Jamie got his hand cut off, Jamie had all the skills – all the wealth, all the resources, everything he needed to be successful. He still has a ton of all that, but he's lacking one major thing, which is he used to be the greatest swords fighter in the realm, and now he can't be because right. he's got no – he lost his dominant hand. The, sure. the big weakness for the Saints is that they are an unbelievable dome team. They're an unbelievable nice weather team. They very, very rarely have ever won a game in cold weather, ever, and especially you know in the playoffs. I, obviously, with my team in the playoffs, I've been doing a lot of reading uh, sports media. Yeah. Do you know what? Care to take a guess what the combined road record of the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons is in the last five years? No, I don't know it, but go for it. One and six. Right. So, I mean – Take that for what it's worth. Right. Um, the one win happened to be the Saints beating the Eagles <laughs> in 2014 when the Eagles' defense was a little lousy and Nick Foles happened to be the quarterback. But I digress. 
at least the defense is good this time around. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I think the Saints are very dangerous and obviously could. The running game is better than it's ever been for them, in my opinion, because they've got two guys who are really legit, um, yeah. as well as everybody else you mentioned. So I think they're more dangerous than in years past. But outside of the yeah. Superdome, I don't love them that much. All right. We're getting close to the end here of the teams, at least. Pittsburgh Steelers, Yin's drinking, Yin's Steelers. Uh, what's their worst loss of the year? Uh, Steelers, uh, well, they lo- their loss to the Bears was bad. They lost to the Bears, too? Bears. They did lose to the Holy Bears. Holy cow, the Bears. the Bears and the Dolphins. The Bears are one of those teams like Miami that have some very, very puzzling wins. Yeah. And then just some absolutely brutal losses. Wow, that's crazy. But I don't think that was their worst loss. Okay. Their worst loss was the game they lost to the Patriots. That was absolutely disgraceful what they did there. Why you don't line up, clock the ball, and kick the field goal there to go into overtime is just the boneheadedest of bonehead plays I think I've ever seen. And, you know, I'm sure by now everybody out there in in the freestyle fandom world has seen the video of the mouth breather who starts slamming nachos in his living room and screaming at the TV. But, like, (laughs) I was thinking, have you seen that? Yeah, of course I have. Oh, God. Mouth breather. I love it. I think that was a really... Fake band name of the week, Mouth Breathers. (laughs) The Mouth Breathers. That was a really heinous display of behavior from a a so-called adult, but, you know, the sentiment is there. Like, what in God's name is Tomlin thinking? Yeah. Like, what what are you doing? For sure. Like, and and you know, if, if, if that going to happen against any team is going to happen against the Patriots. Yeah. I don't call that luck for the Patriots because that, I mean, the, the Patriots, you know, they're the best team in football and have been for a long time. And when you're that good, stuff like that happens to you. Yeah. For sure. So, I, so, who, so that, let that me, was, I'm going to, I'm going to jump the line man, and tell you who I have for this because this goes no. into what you just said. This is who I had for Oberyn Martell. Oh, oh, perfect. Flashy offense. Can defeat anybody, but ultimately they're a little bit too predictable, and you can exploit their faults, their vanity, their boneheadedness. They've been, you know, you know they, especially against the Patriots. The Patriots know the Steelers are going to do it the Steelers' way, and they'll lose the Steelers' way. And the Patriots are like, great, lose the Steelers' way. And the Mountain, to his credit, was getting his ass beat, but as soon as Obermartel Martel taunted him. He squished his face like a grape. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and that's why the Steelers are over Martel. They could beat anybody. They did beat anybody. And they let it get. And to quote the great Janice Green, they let him off the hook. <laughs> they let him off the hook. You want to crown their ass, crown them. But I don't have a good surface to make this. They are who we thought they were. Anyway, who do you who do you have for the Steelers? Uh, I didn't. Get quite as exciting. I have him as Sir Davos. Okay. Bengals seasoned, can easily outsmart most competition. Um, you know, I yeah, I, I can see Davos very easily being one of the, the greatest heroes in the history of Game of Thrones as easily as I can see him getting stabbed in the back by you know someone down in Flea Bottom. Fair. That's fair. So, and they're a number yeah. two seed, which is crazy, and they should be the one seed, and that's crazy. They should be, yeah. Um, all right, Such man. Well, let's go with the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. who will, regardless of whether they're in the Super Bowl or not, their building is hosting the Super Bowl. Yeah. What was their worst loss of the year? Uh, Vikings, I guess. 
uh, not the Vikings, the Lions. The oh, Lions, yeah, that's bad loss, bad loss, sure. Um, but you, you may recall that was the game where Sam Bradford was out there, like, on one leg. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count. You to watch that. It was a primetime game. It was a hideous game to watch. Yeah, okay. But, dude, they... They don't have a bad loss. No. So who's the, the there? So who's there? Lost, the game they lost to Carolina was a game where they were coming back. Yeah, well, I mean Carolina was good that game. Carolina was good that day, and, and Carolina yeah. can be can be good. So who, yeah, who do you have? As, who do you have as their as their character? John Snow. Oh, me too. Yeah, immense talent. Could handily beat all the best swordsmen slash teams in the conference slash realm. Um, and I think they are the best match against the Night King, which might be a little bit of a spoiler alert. Okay, cool. Uh, I have Jon Snow. I said – I kind of took it, took it even a, a layer further. It seemed like they were left for dead, like when Jon Snow's guys mutinied him and stabbed him. Because uh-huh. not only did Teddy Bridgewater get hurt at practice two years ago, but then you got Bradford, who's a Mr. Glass, unfortunately, who gets hurt all the time playing on one leg. They bring in Case Keenum, who was literally terrible last year in L.A. or St. Louis or whatever the hell they were, as, as was Jared Goff, who's much improved too. And what it seems like is the answer was within them the whole time. You know, Case yeah. Keenum is now the unlikely leader of a fierce army in the north. You know? Yeah. So they're Jones now. Yeah. And, and they're dangerous. Know, the common denominator there is Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher is a bomb. Totally. And he, 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 is, he is quarterback kryptonite. You look at numbers for quarterbacks that play on teams where he's the head coach yeah. versus when they play for someone else. Yeah. And it's night and day. Wow. So, Love it. Shame on him. But, I mean, I, I think that – and I, I think the Rams should be happy that they have Goff, but they definitely probably let go of Keenum for, for pennies on the dollar when they could have gotten a King's Ransom if he'd shown any the kind of – Any of this. Any of this. this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, we're going to do this. We're going to go Patriots and then Eagles because i got some Eagles fan questions for you after sure. this. Yeah. So Patriots, um, you know, they, their Miami loss was terrible. I can tell you that right now. Their, their, yeah. chief, their Chiefs loss, not a terrible loss, but just terrible that they lost it. And then the Panthers yeah. loss wasn't that bad of a loss because the Panthers are a pretty good team. Yeah. So Miami's their worst the, loss. The Miami loss also tanked my fantasy playoff season in one of my other leagues. So, ah, it's uh, brutal. Was particularly painful. Brutal, but, brutal. Uh, when we get back to the Eagles, I do have a tale of absolute glory that you might actually. Oh, good. Enjoy, so I'll, that's what I like I'll to hear. That. So, who, who do you have for the, the Pats? They're the Army of the Dead and the Night King. <laughs> do you really need me to explain that? That's okay. I figured as much when you told me you were spoiling it. I, but what do you got? Evil, unstoppable power, kill all in their path. And you know, now that they have James Harrison, he could very well be the Ice Dragon. Well, I would, I would. How fitting would it be for them to be beating the Steelers in the AFC Championship? Steelers are driving. Harrison goes in on a blitz, strip sacks Ben to end the game. Yeah, it'd be pretty dope. Or fitting, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, so, that'd be cool. I know. I think I. What did I have the Patriots as last year? Was it was it Darth Vader? Yeah, I was like Darth Vader. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It's familiar. They it's will like, always be the evil, the most evil, in my opinion. My favorite ever. I forget what team it was two years ago, but they were the McPoyles from Always Sunny, and that was just great. Still, I think it was the winner of the AFC South because I hate the AFC. Oh yeah, South. was it the Jaguars? The Jaguars or the Colts or the Texans? It was Texans. It was the Texans. Yeah. Anyway, that's good stuff. I had the pass as Tyrion Lannister because. 
They know everything. They're equally hateable and admirable. Sometimes they get too cute for their own good and or get beaten in obvious ways. Um, but, you know, formidable and could, can clearly come out on top. And mainly through their, through their knowledge. Um, all right, dude. Philadelphia Eagles, let me just say that I was so excited slash worried about the Eagles with Carson Wentz. In that, I've never there's in my mind that it can't happen now because he's injured. He's out for the year, so we can talk about what could have been with him at quarterback. He was about as like the that dude is, is a winner, man. He's a winner. Yeah. And the playoffs is all about making plays when it matters, and he is a winner. So. I just feel bad because for a fan base that's been waiting like 60 years plus to try and win a Super Bowl, not that you can't, but it just kind of sucks that you lost him well, in a big game against the Rams where he's playing here's, great. Here's the, what I'll say about it. You know, in years past when the Eagles have had playoff runs and they've shown signs that they could be a playoff team. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about the Michael Vick era. You know, the year that they went with McNabb and T.O., like, you knew they were the best team in the NFC. Yeah, they were good. Um, excluding that. But all other years where they were a contender for playoffs, there was always something about them where I would hear, you know, national pundits talk, and I would feel like getting my hackles up, like, defensive, like, all this crap, like, oh, they're, they're just, they, they don't like the Eagles and anything. And this year with, the, with Wentz and the way that the team played, I just brushed it off because I watched them every week and I knew they were the best team in the NFC. Right. It's like, it doesn't matter. You know You know what? Skip Bayless thinks they stink. I don't care. Skip Bayless is a Cowboys fan. How the Cowboys do in the 8 You know, how, how, did, how did the Cowboys do without Dak Prescott? Or not without Dak. How did Dak Prescott Ezekiel do Elliott, Ezekiel right. Elliott? He's a, he's a mediocre to average quarterback. So it, it was really, you know... The the comparison I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the, the comparison off there because it's not really appropriate for a family friendly podcast but it's dude when that when he took the hit going into the end zone I saw the hit I heard the noise and I saw him walking back to the huddle and BJ you know, you know my friend BJ I do he he and his family were over to watch the game with the boys who were having like lasagna Sunday night dinner I saw him walking back and I turned to BJ I was like dude he's hurt. Something's wrong. He's he's hurt. He's not right. And then he went out and played three more plays through a touchdown. And you saw him go into the tent. I was like, oh, yeah, right, really right, right, right. That's really bad. Yeah. But, so so that's tough. But the thing is, you guys still find a way to clinch home field advantage throughout. So you're the one seed. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what they're about. Because they're, the worst loss of the year for the Eagles was losing Wentz. Because, I mean, you only had two losses or three, you know, whatever. Mailed one in, three losses. I mean, they the lost Cowboys. to Dallas the other day. That doesn't count. I mean, that was completely meaningless. The game meant nothing. It was it six to nothing. Starters. No one cared. Six yeah. So, nobody, nobody wanted to be there. Right. So who do you got? Who are the, who are the Eagles? I have them as the House Lannister, unfortunately. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I have them as, you know, a, a, a once juggernaut superpower. Um still capable of defeating weaker opponents or those who are unprepared. Yeah. But like Jamie, when he lost his sword hand, he's, they've become hopelessly crippled without their sword and, and you know, their sword hand being Wentz. So. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Well, I've got your boys as the great Daenerys Targaryen, and here's why. Because with Carson Wentz, they were seemingly unstoppable. But losing him is a little bit like losing an ice dragon and giving him away to the other team. Such a loss. It's such a swing, you know? Yeah. The only difference is that the, yeah. the, the, the Knights King doesn't have him because that's New England. Jimmy G's now playing in, gosh darn, San Francisco. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. The point is, I think the Eagles can still pull it out. But if they do, it's going to be ugly, which is okay because winning the Super Bowl, winning yeah, the— I don't, I don't care. No one care. win the Super Bowl three or two-nothing. I wouldn't care. Correct. And so here's the deal. They could still win, but their third dragon was, was held. Wentz was the main dragon, but my point is yeah. losing Wentz is like giving away a dragon to the Knights King. You, you don't just lose a dragon, but the other team gets a dragon, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I still think, honestly, you know, that someone's going to come into Philadelphia and take it from them, buddy, and that's a good thing. Will you be there? You're a season ticket holder, right? Yeah, yes, I am. I will be at uh, the divisional game on the Saturday of MLK Day weekend. Nice. Four twenty-five. Uh, nice. And God willing, I'll be at an NFC Championship game the following Sunday. But I don't know, man. It, it's it was such a blow, and you know, Philadelphia sports talk radio and media and sports media is just brutal. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you're hearing. You know, the interviews with players and everything, like, oh, don't count us out, all this stuff. Like, well, guys, you, you got to have that attitude. It's like, you, you got you got to have that attitude. And I admire you for it, and to some degree, I have it too. Anything can happen. Yeah. You know, Nick Foles has had some success in the NFL. Um, you know, there, there's a million reasons I think you can explain why he was so bad against the Raiders. Um, including the fact that it was three degrees out, it was Christmas night, and I don't think anybody wanted to be at that game. Yeah. Um, and then last week against Dallas, he played. He didn't even play a full half, and you know he throws a ball to Torrey Smith that Torrey Smith just drops and could have walked into the end zone. Yeah. If he catches that ball and scores a touchdown, I think everybody in the city's feeling a lot better about right. You know Nick Foles going in, but like yeah. he just. Did not see anything out of him going into those last couple of games. Like, oh, this is going to be, you know, we're, we're going to be okay. You're just kind of yeah. Well, listen, I, I think as long as he doesn't give away the farm and the defense plays well, they're going to likely be playing a warm weather dome and or dome team in the first round. Oh, the, the, and well, it, it will be the Saints, the Panthers, or the Falcons. Right, it's going to be an NFC South team. So if they can just take care of business there and get some confidence. You're either going to see the Rams, who are also a warm weather team, or you're going to see the Vikings. If you see the Vikings, that's going to be something. But yeah, but still, the Vikings are a dome team. They they might be from Minnesota, but they're a dome team. Well, and you know, what you don't want is the you, what 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 you don't want if you're the Eagles is a a game that would turn into a shootout. Right. Because you're not going to match you know passing game firepower right with Drew Brees or well, I think Drew Brees is the only guy you really got to be scared about. Stinks. Matt Ryan's been bad this year. Yeah. Drew Brees is the only guy you got to be scared about, and his record outside is not great. So again, yeah. hope for the best. All right, I got one question. I, don't know. I got one question for you to, to end it. Yeah, you probably would agree with me that whether it's Philadelphia sports fans or Eagles fans, most fan bases in the world definitely don't like you guys. Okay. Eagles fan base? Well, I think Philadelphia fans. Philadelphia fans fans in general. Okay. Okay. So what I want to know is who in the playoffs 
and it doesn't need to be somebody that you'd play right away or whatever, but I know that you guys hate the NFC East teams the most, and that makes all the sense in the world, but none of them made it. So who do you guys hate the most in the playoffs this year? Oof. Does it have to be NFC? No. I, I guess I hate the Panthers a little bit because of that turd that knocked out that poor guy at the Eagles game that wasn't an Eagles fan. Huh. Um, but you know, people get punched at every, at every game, so I guess I can't really hold that against them. Fair. I guess I guess Patriots fans, um, no, you know, present company excluded. <laughs> you know, I love you, and I, you know, all my friends who are Patriots fans, I like. But you know, I, I think of you know that clip of Dave Portnoy watching. Uh, I forget what it was. Oh, it was the end of the Steelers game. What's that? It was the end of the Steelers game. What was it? Where he's where he's talking about you know, Brady's going to throw, he's calling every play, and then Brady throws a touchdown. No, it was the game earlier in the season. Oh, was it? Okay, I didn't see it. Oh, but he's like, he's just, he's standing in a bar, just like, and Brady's going to throw that, and he's just all cocky, and he throws a touchdown to Brandon Cooks, and game ends, and I'm just sensing the smugness I hate about him. But Oh, uh, it was probably uh, the uh, Tux- Texans game. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. The Sean Watson's coming out party. Yeah. Great game. Uh, yeah. Well, all right, so, pa- so Patriots fans. Whatever. That's, that's fine. I mean, I, if, if I had watched my team win five Super Bowls and go to seven, I think I would probably be the same way. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, here I am talking about God. tweets from the local radio station about there might be a rift that might make this to last year. Like, you know, here I am yeah. jonesing about – Jones and about uh, what's his name there, Jimmy yeah. G. I'm all mad about Jimmy G. Going five and zero this yeah. year with, with the Niners to end the season. Anyway, that's you know fair. What? Let me backpedal here. I'm sorry to waste your time. You're good. I, don't, I hate I hate Steelers fans more than I hate Patriots fans, and I'll tell you why. Because they've manufactured a rivalry between the Eagles and Steelers, and there is none. They play the Steelers in meaningful football games maybe twice a decade. Right. So and so, what it amounts to is the inferiority complex. Just like Philly has an inferiority complex about New York, yeah. Pittsburgh has an inferiority complex about, or Pittsburgh has an inferiority complex about Philly, um, and it's annoying. So, yeah, I, you know, there were, there were a bunch of uh, Stiller fans that were sitting in my section uh, last year when they played them, and it was obnoxious. We're watching the game; it was a good time, and you know, despite what you've heard about Eagles fans. You know, with very few exceptions, there's not a lot of violence in the stadium anymore. And these guys were just—they were—they were picking fights and looking to looking to fight, looking to for a reason to mouth off. And Eagles beat the brakes off them, and they eventually shut up and left. Well, that's what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Steelers fans are everywhere. They're kind of like Cowboys fans, but more successful, I guess. Um, yeah. Not as a city, but you know, re- in recent football history. Yep. Well, anyway, I like it. I, I wish the, I wish the Eagles luck. Uh, great job with Thanks, the Game buddy. of Thrones piece. Stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Fill up yeah. for freestyle. We are off and running here in 2018. NFL playoffs coming your way. Fill up freestyle.com. And for goodness sakes, people, subscribe on iTunes. Tell some friends to subscribe on iTunes. And feel free to leave a positive review because that helps people find it, which, Word. you know, you get to hear great hot takes from guys like Dan Ruddle. So we'll catch you in a, in a minute. Love you guys, and hope to see you all soon in 2018.